Pickle Boy 420. <laughs> no, you do not. Yeah, you you can, yeah, I've got the financials all set. Nobody subscribes because I don't make How much anything. is it a month, Kevin? Um, $6.9 a month. For real? Yeah. So now it's on the pot. People are, are going to start following. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start making content if people start following. Have you posted a single thing ever on that page? No. People are waiting. The people right. are waiting. You have no subscribers? No subscribers. I all haven't right. promoted it at all. Okay, Pickle Boy 420. Wow, this is big breaking news on the pod. Kevin, has I mean, a- I'm not doing any lewd content. <laughs> my mom watched. My mom listened to the podcast. So. Oh, does she? My mom definitely listens. Hi, mom. <laughs> Kevin, I feel like we're we're cold open. Yeah, I mean, th- that's not gonna be. <laughs> no. No, yeah, I gotta, I gotta cut that because no, because mom, Mama my Dukes mom is... knows how to listen to the fucking podcast, and I got damn shout out Mrs. Batori. Honestly, can I start by saying the support for the podcast has been so wonderful and so I don't want to say unexpected because I, I genuinely hoped and dreamed and I always felt like this was something that people might want. But the outpouring of of love and comments and subscriptions and comments and uh, text. Honestly, I'm just so thankful. It's really nice. We so we launched the pod. The pod is now live. So Kevin, and um, if you're a new listener, uh, we have been doing the pod for the past month, kind of in secret, getting reps in, testing out the equipment. And yesterday, we put it out there. You know, we had a little trailer video that we made, and we told people on Instagram and LinkedIn and our moms know now and uh, it's off to the races. So we are we are out there. The pod is live. And so welcome. Welcome to the show and or welcome to this thing we're doing. And um, I just want to say thank you to the listeners of which there are, you know, tens, 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 of, tens of listeners, hundreds of them. You know, Kevin and I are having a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. I think that's the thing that like, I have been responding to people when they say like, hey, the pod is great. I say, Kevin and I are having a lot of fun. And I think it shows on the podcast. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to keep doing it. Today, it was pouring out. I didn't want to leave my apartment. I had already left, so I made Alex leave. But the truth is, we had to soldier through the storm. We had to get here, set up the equipment, and uh, and, 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 and bring it. We had to do it for our subscribers. That's right. And so for, you know, people that say podcasting so easy, all you need is, uh, you know, two white guys and a microphone. Um, it's it's actual hard work and dedication. You actually need two microphones <laughs> and you need an audio recorder and a pair of headphones. That's right. The people, though, that have given us feedback. So what I will ask is for all those people, um, share, comment, you know, let us know if you're listening. If you just like, even if you just say subscribed on on the Instagram center Instagram page or my personal page, that brings us so much joy because we're like, holy shit, people are subscribing, people are listening, people are pe- people are hearing this. Yeah. If you send me a compliment and I give you a weird response, it's because I literally don't know how to take compliments or positive reinforcement. No, so I'm working on it. No. It's yeah, not one I'm of your not, strengths. I'm, I'm pretty bad. But you were but, great, Kevin. Yeah. People, I mean, most of the comments that I got were like, Kevin's a star. Oh, you're just trying to gas me up. No, absolutely not. People were like, Kevin is incredible. Kevin's so funny. Kevin is, you know, he's a legend. All right, and, well, I'm going to edit some of that out. No, I mean, it's the truth, you know? I mean, this podcast uh, bears my name uh, front and center, but it's, you know, it's not just my show. It is Kevin's, it's, it's, it's Kevin's time to shine. And, yeah, do you think I should change my name to Kevin Front? 
Wow. That's not a terrible idea. We can talk about it um, off the air. If the podcast goes to number one. No. No. How about this, Kevin? I'll get an Instagram handle or something. Do you know that we're the number two design podcast in Vietnam? That's that's a big deal. I'm looking at the charts right now because I took a screen Dude, grab. Those charts are that's spam. That's legitimately spam. Like that. I don't think those are real. What do you mean? Say. You think these are these are not I the don't real think, charts? What are you on? Podchart.com. No, it's on Chartable. That's a real thing. Oh, is that a real thing? I believe so. Oh. And what I'm looking at is a chart in Vietnam that says, of course, Roman Mars is number one. He's our arch nemesis, and front and center, the boys are right there underneath him. So, wow. you know, we got. Um, a lot of work to do in the United States because the U.S. charts were not looking quite so hot. And this is uh, maybe I shouldn't eat on the pod, too. Maybe. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, I do want to tell you what I'm eating right now. Kevin, have you tried this? It's called Wild Good. Yeah, I've, I've had it. It's um, ice cream, actually technically non-dairy frozen dessert. And it's crafted with extra virgin olive oil. It's pretty tight. Versus, um, you know, sort of coconut milk or almond milk or any sort of dairy uh, alternatives. It's plant-based. And this is not an ad. This is just a client of ours. That's how this works. If you are a client of ours and you send us stuff to eat, actually, if you're just a client of ours, we'll probably integrate yeah, you well, into It'll the show. probably come up at some point. But here's the truth. Wild Good lives up to the name. It's Wild Good. It is so delicious. It is so crazy that there's no dairy in here. And it's I'm trying the mint chocolate chip version today. The pistachio one if you see Wild Good in your local Stop and Shop or Whole Foods or wherever, and you're like, hmm, well, this looks good. Alex talked about it on the pod. Pistachio is the way to go. I'm a chocolate chip. guy. You wow. can miss me with the mint chocolate chip. I don't fuck with mint at all. Um, Cool. So I think we're getting better at this, first and foremost. Yeah. Not just like the show, because I think the show, as we've already been sort of uh, you know kissing our own ass here. I think the the, the pre-show preparation is even getting better where I got a list of topics. We got some good, we have some good news this week. I think this week we have like real brand and design stories. True. Shout out to Alex. This is the first week he's put topics on the, in the Google Doc. Thank you. Um, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't turning my own, my own horn here either. I just feel like sometimes you go and look for stories and stuff to, to talk about in the pod and this, yeah, it's, sometimes it's not really it's dry. Um, Last week was a little dry. That's probably why we didn't release it. Yeah. I mean, well, are we going to release it, Kevin? I don't know if it's your code. Yeah. I was going to release it. I haven't I haven't listened to it. All right, Kevin. Showtime. Was that the cold open? Showtime. I don't know what that was. I'm yeah. basically just like I'm I'm we're kind of all over the place and I think it's up to you to make it into a show. But yeah. I'm trying to give you like breaks to like if if there's a yeah, we can, a new we start. Can. Yeah. You know. Um okay. So Kevin, let's get into the news. Let's let's do it. Get into uh, the stories. As I said, uh, some, what do we got first? Some sweet greens. Some good story. It's sweet green. Kevin, last week, right before we recorded the show, there was like a business, like insider article about like a, the sweet green rebrand, and I was so excited about it that I like felt like we had to talk about it on the show. Yeah, you were pretty excited. Well, I think the thing that you know I need to preface about this rebrand is that. This is the equivalent of my favorite producer putting out an album with my favorite artist. Like that's, that's big. Like I am the biggest sweet green fanatic. I used to eat maybe three or four or five sweet green salads a week. I was uh, on the loyalty program. I was, you know, uh, I, and I still eat sweet green a ton. I am just the biggest fan of 
of of the whole operation, really the brand, the business, the salads, the stores, uh, the app. It, you know, it, to me, it's uh, it's just it's flawless. It really doesn't miss. It's it's kind of like you know, uh, just just a place that brings me a lot of joy and a brand that I think gets all the details right. I think you know, I remember the first time I went into a sweet green and I saw the t-shirt that said beats don't kill my vibe. And I was like, man, this is a salad place that gets me different, different time, Alex. Yeah, no, I mean, this was back like 10 years ago, probably now. And, um, you know, uh, I saw that line today. I'd throw up. Oh, of course. And well, now it reads like a, you know, sort of a, a Pinterest or yeah, like, put that on, uh, write that in cursive on a, yeah, on yeah. a wood slated board. I guess the point day. Kevin is that sweet green is one of my top brands. Like it's one of the brands that I use and one of the brands that I follow, I think the three founders um, have really made um, a lot of wonderful, great branding decisions. I think they um, have a wonderful business, obviously, and it's something that I've been following and sort of rooting for and, and, and engaging and, uh, and, and enjoying for a long time. And so I had known that Sweetgreen was doing a rebrand with Collins for a couple months now. You had the insider information. I had some insider information that Collins and Sweetgreen. Somebody's somebody's uh, not living up to the NDA, huh? No, I mean, I'm not going to name call names. Out? We're going to call them out? No, but I, I knew that this was in the works. And so I have been fully transparent with my love of Collins. I think Collins, as a design studio, I think they just, they don't miss. And they, Brian is someone I consider a friend and a mentor, um, and a lot of the team over there are uh, just the best. Honestly, I worked with them, so I'm obviously biased. Um, have a relationship for you know a number of years with with the Collins team, and I think as as far as design, branding, uh, identity, the work that they do is top. Yeah, of, they're of they're the pretty good. I think they're I think the, the the work that they've done speaks for itself. They do some good stuff. Yeah, and um, you know when it comes to center we're we're you know we're an upstart we're uh you know we're celebrating three years we're doing uh pretty good but collins i think if i were to say who is who's the best in the game it's not a competition who's the number one ranking in design uh i i, I probably give it to collins there's a couple other studios that i think are i know uh, you love you love fanboying over Collins. i'm a collins fanboy i'm a collins fanboy listen listen there's a lot of people out there that are you know uh, that are Collins fanboys like me. And that's fine. Like we, you know, Collins stands unite. No, live your truth. But, you know. What I have to say is I was wrong last week. Well, they don't know you said that. Well, they don't know they what might I ever, said. They, they might not ever find out. They'll never know. Sorry, sorry, Brian and Leland. I, Yo, Brian, <laughs> Alex was shitting all over this work. It was so funny. And so here I am, Kale in hand, ready to say... It's really good. Alex was kaling the vibe last week. I had some issues with it at first glance. He was being a little beat. And I was being a little hard on it. Um, and I think I was just, my expectations were too high. And I think that's the key is like expectations. Yeah, you do have very high expectations. I think expectations in general, like for movies or anything. If, you, if your expectations are too high, like you're going to be disappointed. And I think that's what happened to me last week. But the work is beautiful. 
Um, I think the new monogram is particularly special with the S and the G sort of like, it just works so much better than what it was before. Yeah. I really like the mirrored shape they've got going on there. Yeah. It just feels good. super good. I really like the neon yellow. I think it, you know, gives it a, a whole new sort of feeling. It feels much more vibrant and fun and, um, well, yeah, it's kerned in a little bit tighter. I know, that, you like, I know you like that. I do. I like it tightly kerned and bold. So that's that's the decision they made. It they made it more bold and more tighter, tighter kerned. So those are things I like. And of course, um, how am I not going to like this? the The truth is, it's it's really really great. You know, I will stand by some of the things I said in terms of like that. There's a there's a there's a weird tension happening between the D and the G and the word mark, which is like getting really nerdy. It's right in the middle of the word, and so I can't stop looking at it, and I don't know what well, there's just going to be tension there regardless i don't know if there's can you how would you solve that how what would you do there i might chop that t but i don't know how that you know how that would look and i'm not a, i'm not a fucking uh, typography fucking master the before and after is quite shocking because i mean next to each other the before looks like shit and i think that's the sign of a good rebrand is when your logo blows it out of the water and it just looks absolutely trash. So I, I'm not going to go there because I don't think the old system was trash. Um, I'm saying the new system's so good it makes the old system look like trash. I would 100%. How about, about that? No, I would say that is 100% true, which is like when you look at something, and I, I 100 Kevin, I think you're spot on. The sign of a good rebrand is when you look at the old work, which or the old brand, which you thought was good and never questioned as sort of like, you know, bad or never thought was bad at all. And you look at it, you're like, well, that does kind of fall a little flat. It doesn't have a lot yeah. of soul. It's not really hitting. It doesn't hit in the way that it once did. And you're like, oh, wow, look at all these new colors. Look at all these new typefaces. Look at all this new stuff. And it it does give it a lot more life. And uh, I, I think I think that's why um, I take back everything I said on the secret pod. Yeah, you're never, you're never going to hear that one. Alex. <laughs> Alex was going off. So one thing I did say on the pod, which I'm, I'll stand by, and I guess uh, I'm happy to say again, which is one one of the things I thought at first glance was that it's a lot of the moves from the Collins bag of tricks, which is you know the color on color thing that they've done for Spotify and Dropbox and a ton of other brands. They got you know they got that here right. They got the brown and pink, and they got the red and orange and. You know, they, they got some some color on color stuff that feels reminiscent of other Collins work. They got the sort of quirky illustration style that I feel like I have also seen from Dropbox and Robin Hood type systems. And then they got the old school serif. It's Grinette. So Grinette is the typeface that sort of like plays like a tertiary role in the system. And that reminds me of MailChimp a little bit. And um, it might be also the way in which they're shooting some of this stuff. Like the MailChimp work was shot outside in a forest with a lot of greenery. And this work also does that as well. Shout out to Mari, who shoots all this wonderful stuff. So um, I will stand by that opinion, which it does feel like if you mixed up Dropbox and Robinhood and Spotify and MailChimp and threw some salads on it. It does, you know, it, it is, it is, um, it's, it's quintessential calls is what I'm going to say. And so I think it works and I'm, um, you know, it's, it's obviously world-class and, um, I think, you know, what else, uh, what else do you expect? You know, it's, it's a great brand to begin with that people love that I love. And it's a great rebrand. The thing that I thought was particularly interesting about this rebrand Obviously, it's very, very good. And then the way it's been deployed is 
um, in the newest ad campaign with uh, Naomi Osaka, which is the first time that people have been see have this the new brand is out there and the, the new colors and it's it's been a big push for Na- Naomi Osaka. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Great tennis player. Great voice. And so what happened? What happened? I thought Kevin, which was really interesting, was. Now you have a rebrand story, right? Sweet Green, you know, in the design community, people are talking about Sweet Green, looking at the case study, looking at the work, looking at the new brand. And then you have new partner, new sort of athlete, new sort of uh, face of the brand. Yeah, drop. What, what tournament did you drop out of? The French Open? And then th- the biggest story um, here in, in the US in terms of sports, there's a lot of sports happening right now. There's the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs. But... Her decision to drop out of the French Open has been worldwide news because she decided to not play because she was struggling with uh, mental health issues and she was not, um, you know, she didn't feel comfortable doing interviews and she decided to not play. And that is a intersection of of branding and partnership and story that really just society as a whole. No, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a great moment. I don't want to say it's a great moment, but it's for a brand. You sign a deal with Naomi Saka. She's obviously a star and she's obviously someone that, you know, people are looking to, and she's a great player. And in, in, in a weird way, this is almost bigger than if she would have won the tournament and played it's because she's sort of a vocal spokesperson for every person out there that has mental health issues and every person that struggles with mental health and performance. And and I think that's a lot of people. You know, she just got a lot of fan points from a lot of people out there. And Sweet Green gets to say, you know, or Sweet Green's gonna come out there and obviously support her and say mental health is health. And, you know, this is why we partnered with her in the first place. There's even more articles about Sweet Green where it's like they bet big on Naomi Saka. This is in the Wall Street Journal, and then they doubled down. Yeah, it's an it's a news story about the brand and it's kind of like they're having a bit of a moment. And if you didn't know about Sweet Green and Maybe uh, maybe you do now. And so it's uh, the right time for the brand. And this is a big story, Kevin. What is, what's your thoughts on it? Obviously, like, you know, she should prioritize her mental health and take care of what she needs to take care of. And basically just do what she do, whatever the fuck she wants. Like, if she doesn't want to play, or she doesn't want to talk to the media, don't do it. But who's to say you have to do stuff? And like, if it's going to mm-hmm. fuck with your head or like, or you don't feel up to it or whatever reason you have to not do it, don't do it. You know, you're professional athlete at the pinnacle of your sport if you don't want to do something tell them to fucking kick rocks and that's what she did like you said like just because you're one of the best athletes in the world at doing something doesn't mean that you have to yeah play she doesn't know she doesn't know anybody anything exactly and so if she it's her decision to not play and um i think it's fantastic i'm obviously in full support of her and uh, I just think it's been it's a sort of lightning rod of a story because it's it's a reflection of of society in a way and how far, you know, sort of mental health and those conversations are, you know, how are coming and where an athlete can feel confident and feel good about making a decision like mm-hmm. that and also have the support of brands. And she's not going to get dropped. In fact, Sweet Green's going to like come out and be like, that's our girl. Like we support her. And I did think that was a little funny where the Wall Street Journal article was like, the three founders decided to stand with her. Like, of course they decided to stand. What yeah. were they going to do? I mean, the conversation of like the brand being brave enough to stand by her is like, I think the narrative should be she's brave enough to do what she wants and to take the matter into her own hands. And yeah, the sponsorship's going to stand by her. Like I'll say in the past, like Michael Jordan, the athlete, Nike and Gatorade and all the brands that were sort of pro Michael Jordan, 
you know, we're pro Michael Jordan because of his unbelievable play on the field. I think today's sponsorships are as much about what you stand for off the field because of how much we know about these athletes, how much we, um, you know, know about their their causes and their what they're into and their passion. So I think this is a perfect example of like branding and how brand partnerships go in today's world where it's like you have to have like-minded principles. And I think this is a perfect, you know, a, a great example of like a brand that's about health, a brand that's about sort of new ways of changing fast food and the way that people feel about what they eat. And obviously a superstar player in tennis, but also someone that is now a spokesperson for a very, you know, a different type of health, but uh, an important one at that. So um, I think it's, again, it's it's all converging for Sweet Green and Collins. I'll just say, I think Sweet Green, I don't know, way to hitch your wagon to her. She's destined for big things. So good job. Way to pick a good athlete. Way to pick a good person. You're very lucky. Count your <laughs> count your lucky stars that she's graciously getting you press. Because you know, to be honest, like this story is not about Sweet Green. Like that that's a Naomi Osaka story. Sure, they're gonna stand by her, but like Sweet Green's not showing courage. Like, you know, yeah. it's not a hard decision for him. Like, no, it's not a hard decision. But like, the conversation should be more about her. But it is a bigger conversation, I guess, about like, you know, there probably are some people out there that are like, she should play or people that have like, I'm sure there's a lot of yeah, people out that's there. what I'm saying. So, I mean, to a certain extent, they are sweet green is in the middle of a, like a partnership with an athlete that like may mean something to some people that like, isn't like positive or something that maybe they don't agree with. So it is, you know, again, it's like a lightning rod issue in some ways where you're a brand and you have an endorsement deal and you have a partnership with someone and then a person you can't control what they do or what they, you know, they like, you know, you know, they they could do something wild and and you know brazen. This is not that, but I'm saying, yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, you can. You I'm can. saying it's it's cool. I I think it's cool that they're like standing by her and supporting her. I uh, think her fan base, their fan base, and this uh, sort of issue are probably all on the same side, right? Which is I agree. Like pro I just, I, these articles, these, just these articles about like sweet green. So like sweet green standing by Naomi Osaka. Like, yeah, sure. Of course. Sure. I just, you know, it's, it's harder when you're uh subway and it, Jared, I don't know when to come out with this, but sometimes uh, I just, you know, I just fucking hate brands. Kevin, this is the wrong show to admit I know, that on. I know. Kevin, I think Kevin, I think you should cut this. Um, <laughs> all right, fine. Um, because we got another brand story. We're this is, we're on a brand podcast. I just didn't like how the uh, the brand it becomes. I didn't I didn't like how it's about the brand because like mm -hmm. no, I understand. You know, I don't think it's about the brand. Like no, it does feel like yeah, because you're like ooh, good you know press. Like how do we maximize this? You know, there is a feeling of that. Yeah, I think that, but it is. You know, it is what it is, and it is you know, what the it is. The story's out. It is. It is a business story, and I guess that's why the Wall Street Journal or something would talk about it. You know, from a different angle, which is obviously it's not about Sweet Green, but yeah, it is sure. an interesting I, I, story. I I recognize that. I, yeah, I recognize the angle of the stories is business, and yes, you know, it is what it is. So cool. So speaking of brands and partnerships, um, the next actually a lot. I think a lot of our stories are about brand partnerships today. I guess this is kind of a. This is the brand partnerships pod. The next one that we're going to talk about is brands on OnlyFans. This was a story that I thought was particularly interesting, which was Carl's Jr., the famous fast food spot. Yeah, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's are together, but they are doing a partnership actually with with Munchies, and which is a sub brand of Vice, and they are launching an OnlyFans account this week. So, starting on June seventeenth, Munchies will share salacious content promoting. 
the hand-breaded chicken sandwich from Carl's Jr. Hardee's in a campaign sure to make ample use of every double entendre imaginable. This is um, par for the course, I think, in terms of like Carl's Jr. You know, they've been for the last, what, decade, maybe two, sort of uh, using hypersexualized sort of uh, marketing and advertising to get people to uh, to talk about or to pay attention to their food. And so to me, I am going to say that this makes a lot of sense. Um, OnlyFans is part of a cultural conversation around mostly sex workers. And I think that's where the challenge is here because there will be some blowback, I think, from you know using a network or a social network or a platform that is not intended necessarily for brands to be there. But I think this is, I think they can get away with this or they can, I think this is a good, uh, a smart thing because it's essentially the same thing as Paris Hilton eating a burger on top of a Corvette in, you know, 2009. And this is the 2021 version of it. I mean, I just don't really like seeing corporate entities infiltrate the small creators. I know it's not exactly that, but it kind of feels a little bit like that. And I don't like, not that Hardy's going to take people away from content creators on the app, but like, it just feels like a little bit like being bastardized a little bit. And maybe it's a good thing because they're going to get more people to like sign up. You know, once you're on OnlyFans, it's really easy to subscribe to more people. So I guess that's probably a win. I'm here for normalizing OnlyFans. I think it's a great, it's a good platform. I think they probably take a little bit too much from their creators. But you you're you, you don't like the fact that a big brand like a Carl's Jr. No, like is going to come in and use this content creator platform to basically sell chicken sandwiches. Yeah, you're going to sell your chicken sandwich? Like, yeah. I mean, I get why. I, I I could see I can see how you get there. I think we're getting to the end of very horny male gazy advertisements anyway. Mm. Yeah. They should they should probably find a new angle to sell chicken. I'm not seeing these uh, sexualized girls on, on TV and then being like, oh, fuck, I just want a chicken sandwich. No, no, it's a great point. Like, why do Maxim Magazine male gaze type advertisements help you sell fried chicken? Probably because it works. Because it's like, oh, hot girl. I saw a hot girl. Maybe she's at Hardee's. Maybe I can go meet that hot girl at Hardee's. I think it's really more just about attention to a certain extent. It's like it, it grabs your attention. I think it's I think it's it's provocative. And I think provocative, like we talked about last week or two weeks ago, we we're talking about like planters killing off Mr. Peanut. It's just like who could do something crazy and get people to write an article about it and pay attention to it? Because Lord knows there's six better chicken sandwiches on the market. There's Wendy's, there's Burger King, there's Popeye's, there's KFC. There's like, you know, everyone in the fried chicken battle, Shake Shack and Carl's Jr. is left in the cold. So they're like, listen, let's go to the bag of tricks. They've got one move. They got one single move. And to be honest, the modern version of that move is OnlyFans. Yeah, I mean, I guess it. I guess it's modern. We'll see what- the It's ad- on brand. We'll see what it looks like. It's on brand, but I guess your question is like, should they stop doing that? If I was running an ad campaign, I would probably stay away from being too horny. I think they're kind of like, I think being too horny these days is a little cringy. I agree, Kevin. And I think you're right. Like uh, Kevin speaks for, for, for young people. Let's get this straight. I speak for myself. I don't, Fine. I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who else agrees with me, but you know. no, I think being horny and in being a brand is kind of, is kind of, it's kind of weird. It, you know, to be honest, it was always kind of weird back in the day. It was always like a little bit like go daddy and like Carl's Jr. Yeah, and like these weird. like old, like Super Bowl commercials where they're just like literally, you know, selling sex to sell domain 
you know, names. And I just think it's it's probably time to retire the horny chicken commercials. One thing that I do think is you hit on this and I, I do agree, like there's probably someone out there that doesn't know what OnlyFans is and Hardee's or Carl's Jr. or whatever doing a like mainstream sort of like, um, you know, big time million dollar television commercial during some playoff basketball game that promotes their OnlyFans. Like it does probably bring more users to the site and that probably does help some of the content creators. And and I think it helps OnlyFans in the long run stay afloat. Sure. They are. It's not. OnlyFans isn't just a porn site. No. There's a lot of people who do adult content or whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of people who do that stuff. And, you know, that's great. Kevin, do you want to divulge your OnlyFans account? Yeah, but then there's people like me, hardworking pickle makers who are just on the app making food content. Is that what and, you is that what you plan on doing with your OnlyFans? Is yeah, just what showing else? people how to make pickles? Yeah, what else would I do? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not an exhibitionist. I'm not, like, I don't really want to get into, like, that's not my space. It's not my lane. There's, yeah. There's other people who would probably be much better. And so, But what's, what's your lane, Kevin? You know, maybe I'll make pickles and maybe I'll <laughs> take my shirt off. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to start taking your shirt off? No, no. Uh, no I, I no. thought you were just, you know, I think the answer is pickles. It's just like, no, I you mean, know, I'll, full stop, pickles. Kevin's pickles. It's not only is it pickles, but it's like I'll, I want to do some cooking content and you know re- release recipes and. You're gonna do that on OnlyFans? I mean, I got I got Pickle Boy 420, <laughs> so I probably should. I feel like Pickle it's Boy a, 420. There needs to be some cannabis uh, consumption, well, sort of. Yeah, pickle. I mean, it's underlying. <laughs> it's just it's just all all encompassing. I mean, Kevin, I think what's ir- the irony here is that Carl's Jr. on OnlyFans doing uh, sort of sexual uh, double entendres. And you're coming out saying like, listen, this is this is not where it's at. This is not it. And you're Pickle Boy 420 on OnlyFans. You know, it's yeah, uh, you got me there. To be know, honest, it's 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 quite the conundrum you it's find quite, yourself in. Quite the pickle. It's quite the pickle. <laughs> Perfect uh, segue to uh, to to nothing. But yeah, no, that's how we end this segment. Maybe I should have read an article or two on this. Yeah, you know, came in a little bit cold. Okay, um, that's fair. But I will stand by that Carl's Jr. a little bit too horny these days. Um, oh, I mean, we uh, way too horny. Yeah, and just also like horny. now, like our last topic was a brand supporting mental health. Like, what is Carl's Jr. coming out in support of? Like. If they're coming out in support of sex workers, like that's great. I think that would be the way to do it. I think they were like, listen, we're going to give a million dollars to like, you know, 10 sex workers. Yeah, that's what uh, Fly by Jing did, right? That's what I'm saying. And Fly by Jing is another brand doing OnlyFans content, but they're doing it in support of the community. They're doing it. Yeah, they're giving back. They're, you know, lifting people up. They're empowering people. Do you think Carl Jr. is doing that? It doesn't sound like it by this no. article. I guess jury's still out. We'll see what we'll see what they do. I think the moral of this story is that advertisers and advertising agencies will go to any means to create content and stories for brands that make people pay attention. OnlyFans or TikTok or like whatever the next thing that people are paying attention to, advertisers in a room creatives um are gonna be brainstorming and they're gonna be like you know what let's let's put our brand in this place and i i think the challenge with OnlyFans is that it's not twitter it's not instagram it's not tiktok it's it's a place for content creators in the sex work industry and that's where the 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 tension there is facts cool um i'm horny i want a chicken sandwich
Um, cool. So we have two, two other stories that I think we need to talk about that I think are both perfect brand front and center stories. Uh, they're both collabs between two brands launching something that um, nobody has asked for. So I think we could just kind of group them into sort of yeah, one Yeah, I think topic, we can. Right? Yeah, let's start with Backdrop and Dunkin' Donuts. So Backdrop is a sort of a new-aged paint company um, with particularly great packaging, I will say. Yeah, they do have really good packaging. Yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of United Sodas of America, a brand that we work on. And um, it uh, has just really photogenic paint that they sell. It does, yeah. And photogenic paint packaging. And so this week, there was a story on the dye line, everyone's favorite and best packaging and design news source, about a story where Dunkin' Donuts, a brand famously known for their color palette, orange and pink, and Backdrop, a collaboration for a limited edition set of paints in the two brand colors. I think that this is a good example of a partnership where they literally are only doing this for the photos. Yeah, you're doing this for the couple articles that got written. I hope it was worth it. I bet it was. You know what I mean? Because like, look at these photos. These photos are amazing, right? They got sprinkles and they got, you know, Dunkin' Donuts colors. And like, to be honest, Dunkin' Donuts, like they look, they look, delicious they do look delicious and also the paint looks delicious would you eat this paint kevin looks tasty it does look tasty but i think this is just you know again it, it is it is brands collaborating with brands really just for the news story really more than any is this all it was though it's just uh this image or is there no there's a website if you go backdrophome.com and uh they basically are selling two paint cans one in duncan orange and one in duncan pink and uh, you know, and 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 they really just had a good time with a with a photo shoot with Dunkin' Donuts and the color palettes. And I'm gonna need to see some more content. Like, what do you mean? This I, is... I'm expecting some like, you know, some dipping the donuts in the paint and putting them on the walls, and you know, doing some more fun stuff like that. Maybe filling a coffee cup with the paint and throwing it at the wall. Something cool. I think this is what you're gonna get. I think you're gonna get this Dunkin' Donuts, you know, backdrop. The paint is spilling outside of the canisters perfectly. They painted a wall. Kevin, would you paint your home in Dunkin' Donuts colors? I mean, I will say that the Dunkin' Donuts colors are pretty good. Yeah. Like, these colors on the screen, you know, I've never seen them in real life. I've never seen, I don't have access to this paint. But they're pretty sick. Like they're... I thought you were going to say you've never been to a Dunkin' Donuts before. No, I've been. I've been. I was going to say a, that. No. Not, not crazy about it. But Okay. Um, their coffee sucks. Their coffee's, their coffee's absolute trash. But uh, the, the colors themselves are really nice. They're vibrant. Like, I could maybe see p using one of them. But, yep. like, anytime you have them together, that's going to look like Dunkin' Donuts. And, like, why would you want that? In terms of, like, branding color story, which is... Um, a topic that the people, the listeners are dying to talk about. They're dying to hear about those. I will say they own that yeah, they two look colors. Great. They like orange and pink. You know, you see those two colors together just in any other, you know, sort of uh, place in life. And you're like Dunkin' Donuts. Like you, they, you can't put those two colors together. They're just, it's, it's, it's so owned by this brand. And it's, I mean, to be honest, it's a, it's 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 a partnership that makes no sense whatsoever, but I bet they probably got 
dozens and dozens of impressions. Yeah, just keep uh keep this paint at the hardware section or at the hardware stores in like the Boston area. Yeah, and I think they'll do fine. That's so yeah, it's a good point. Do you, do you see this as a trend? Do no. you think McDonald's should come no. out with red and no. yellow paint? Absolutely not. How about sweet green kale? Maybe. Paint? I mean, at least those colors are there's a, a wide range and like they're pretty good colors and you know they're not like they're not as iconic. Like, I guess if you want to paint your kitchen or you want to paint your bedroom or your bathroom, these colors, like, go ahead. Like, it'll probably look cool, but you're just going to look like – I feel like if you paint any serious room and use both of these colors, you're, you're an idiot. You know what's funny? I actually went into this um, conversation saying this is, like, dumb and just for the content and, like, you know, what, why – you know, this is just, like uh, – someone had a good idea for a photo shoot and they just wanted to like, you know, do this and, um, you know, and, and it's for nothing and it makes no sense. I, I think I'm coming around to it because I think backdrop, like as a brand, it's like an upstart paint company. Right. And like, how do they differentiate themselves from other brands and like, do like do something cool and do something funky and do something a little bit different. So to like partner with other brands, to, like, bring their brand colors to their brand like i don't know i just i guess i was like i was kind of just like you know this is a clear example of someone just saying like this would be really cool photo shoot and then they probably made one one can of each and then just kind of like sent it to uh you know to the press and to hopefully get on you know lots of blocks because it's kind of weird and kind of a little bit random do you think you can buy this on backdrop let me uh yeah no i just edit oh sold out no, so they probably made like ten of these, and it's All just, right. it's just, we, you know, it's just a, it's just, just brands being brands. It's just brands being brands, but this clickbait brand partnership. I want to hate on it, but like it fully worked for me, and I think as a brand, if I'm backdrop, this is this is this is a smart move. This is like, and for Duncan, it's like, why? What is, you know, this is cool for them too. You know, hey, I love it for backdrop. The next story, we, I'm not going to be convinced that this is a good idea. I can't be, and that's that. Miller Lite and New Balance collide for first ever beer shoe, the Shoesy. The Shoesy, baby. Let that sink in. The Shoesy. It drops in 15 days, 15 hours, 24 minutes, and 10 seconds. The father of light beer and the originators of the dad shoe come together, I assume for Father's Day, which is- Oh, it is for Father's Day. Oh, yeah. It's to celebrate Father's Day have collided to create the first ever beer shoe, the Shoesy. This is awful. I, I cannot, like, I cannot stress how much, like, because we were just talking about brand partnerships. We we're talking about, this whole episode is about brand partnerships. It's yeah. like two brands coming together. Two and, brands becoming one. And you know what? Ironically, on this ad, that, or on this hype piece article that I'm looking at here, I, in the corner, I see a little Nas X and Ugg. That's that web a good banner. One. We'll hit that one next week. So it's just, you know, this is, this is, Brand partnerships gone, gone, gone crazy. And it's kind of, you know, but this has been a thing. This is not a new thing, but we just keep upping the ante to like, you know, what, what does it take for people to pay attention to things? And we've gotten to the shoesy. Yeah. I think this one, I actually like this one more than the, the broken paint. Yeah. Whoa. I think this is like, I think this is like a cool accessory. I think you could rock this around a fucking party and no. you'd be the man. Yeah. No. This is going to be sick. Like, everybody, like, people are rocking these shoes, ironically. Like, people love dad shoes. Dads love dad shoes. Like, put this in the yard after you cut the grass and get it all, like, green and stained. 
And then it's 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 cabin. It's legendary. There's nothing cool about being at a party and you having a shoesy. Do you think there like maybe, uh, maybe not a party, but like an outdoor <laughs> gathering where you need to if it actually works as a koozie, yeah, maybe it's a really good koozie because there's like so much material. I will give it props. It doesn't really look particularly that good because it doesn't even cover the full can. Yeah, but I'm in. I think what You're- I'm getting at is I like the idea of this, and I like light beer. All right, maybe I like the idea of this more than I actually like this tangible thing. I would. You're right. I would probably make fun of somebody if they rolled up with this. You 100% would. If someone had a shoesy at a party, you're like, yo, what is that over there? It'd be like, yo, this is this collaboration between Miller Lite and New Balance. The originator of the dad shoe and the uh, the father of light beer came together for a Father's Day, and uh, it looks like a, a you know New Balance 990. It's like, what are we fu- what are we talking about, Kevin? This is this right, is it's got some clips. You could clip it on your belt loop. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. This is here's. Here, there's. I, I hate this so much. Like nobody wanted this. No one thinks this is a good idea. And I also, I genuinely think this. This is also just for the press. They probably make like oh, ten of these. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I think in the backdrop, Dunkin' Donuts. Like, but, th- but this would be this would be a good at or like if you were to buy this for say your dad wears these shoes and your dad loves Miller Lite. Yeah. This is a good fucking gift for him. And there are a lot, a lot of dads out there who wear these shoes and love Miller Lite. That's fine. But like, here's the thing. In the backdrop Dunkin' Donuts example, it's it's a brand, it's 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 a partnership and a sort of like product collab for no reason, but both brands wind up looking cooler at the end of it, right? Dunkin' gets a little bit because they're working with like a cool new paint company with good packaging. The new paint cap company looks a little bit, you know, uh, more important because they work with Dunkin' Donuts, a big time brand. I think Miller Lite and New Balance both lose in this one because Miller Lite, I mean, Miller Lite probably comes out okay, but this is a bad look for New Balance. I Why think, is it a bad look? Because here's the thing. It's one thing if dads like the shoe and like dads wear shoes, like the New Balance like 990s and like it's a dad shoe and dad shoes are fashionable, but like just don't talk about it. Just don't like be like, ooh, this is the dad shoe. It's like it immediately becomes lame when you start calling it like the thing that it is. You have to play that like you play that cooler. Yeah, I mean that's a good point, but like at the same time, like this is I think this is in that territory where it is lame as fuck, but the shoe is also lame as fuck, and the the product's lame as fuck, and then it comes around full circle to be like, oh damn, that's actually kind of cool. Wrong. For me, for me, that's I'll speak personally. Wrong. I think you know there was that ad. That for the 990s, that was like worn by supermodels in London and dads in Ohio. Like, I think that for New Balance is like, you know what I mean? Like, that hits a point where I'm like, okay, they're acknowledging the fact that this is like both popular by sort of the fashion community and by dads in Kevin's home state of Ohio. But when you, the shoes he jumps over the fucking like cliff for me, like, that's like that makes New Balance look like they're just like, oh, we're dead shoe and it's Father's Day and let's fucking we'll make a fucking cozy in the fucking shape of a shoe. The, it looks terrible too. Like it just looks stupid and it no, just it doesn't it doesn't look. You know what bad. it looks like? It looks like it was created by like uh like um Adam the Creator. You know who that guy is like on Instagram. You know is that his name? Honestly, it does look like that. It looks like something they took off his page. Yeah, and just made it. 
It, this does look like a meme. I will. I'm su- I'm a little suspicious of the inset of the origins now. So it looks like a meme. It's the, it literally looks like something. But it is a meme, would. Alex. It is a meme. It's supposed to be a meme. Agreed. No, I understand why you would do it, right? Because of course, because we're talking about it right now, which is like you could say that about everything, every single thing that's on the pod, right? Man. Which is like, oh, at least we're talking about it. We just gave New Balance and Miller Lite a lot of press about this. But like, I think neither of these brands comes out looking cool because of this. I don't think anyone is like, yo, this is right. But I could be wrong. There are probably people out there. And so, you know, call, write, subscribe, and comment in, you know, below. Hey, somebody send me a goddamn shoesy. Oh my God, Kevin would, would love a shoesy. Um, but I just I just think this is corny and I think it's bad. And I think it's just like, you know, if you're a brand that's like, I think I think about this for White Claw sometimes. Like White Claw like kind of happened into like this like ironic thing on the internet where like people love white claw and it's like you know this this sort of mean brand so but like just just let it happen just like don't don't double don't like don't come out and be like we're the meme brand like you know what i mean like we're the brand of the internet like it just you have to like play these kind of things down i think to just 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 to not because once you acknowledge it once you start to be like Oh, we're the the father of the you know we're the the father of Miller Lite and the the originator of the dad shoe. It's just like then you immediately in my mind just start to be, you know, just corny and lame and you know it's just like also the shoesy is just like some goddamn brilliant copywriter. The, <laughs> I Sh- mean, shout out to shout out to the creative team who came with this idea. Yeah. Um. You know, I think we I think we would get along. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Maybe. I mean, this is this, you know, again, this is also like advertising agency, you know, uh, the same guy that came up with the Carl's Jr. OnlyFans thing is the same guy that pitched the, um, you know, sort of New Balance Miller Lite shoesy. And Damn. like, you know, this is this is this comes from the same world. And to be honest, I I prefer the Collins Sweet Green Naomi Osaka. That's how I like my partnerships. You know what I mean? I want them authentic. I want them sort of motivational. I want them inspirational. I don't want them for fucking uh, memes or you know what I mean. I don't. It's just it just it feels like you're trying to get me to post and talk about it, and here I am talking about it. One last point on this, Alex. Yeah, mad. As we're all mad, aware, as we're all aware, we do live in a society, a society that right now feels kind of like a meme so let that sink in so what you're saying is that memes like where's the line between memes and marketing there's no line it's everything's blurred i think that could be the name of the episode what it's a thin line between meme and marketing Ooh. and that's what i mean maybe, like maybe that i don't know if that we'll, we'll set we'll settle on that. i mean but that's what i mean that's what all this is like you know what i mean it's like you know, we're just, I mean, but also like, what is a meme if not something that people want to talk about and spread and, 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 you know, engage with, which is like, what is marketing? Just essentially the same. I mean, memes can also be very dark and, uh, well, that's fair. Kevin is, a. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's promotion. This is, this is, you know, Kevin, how do you feel though? I guess maybe that's a good place to go and i think we've probably been recording for long enough here but oh wait ha- i've been recording for how do you feel long. about your culture memes only fans um you know uh light beer like i ha- mean all, all they're, they're not they're not one culture so i'll we'll take them one at a time memes i love them probably toxic probably ruining my brain but you know 
No, but how do you feel laugh. about brands co-opting? Oh, they always. Memes. I mean, they usually suck. Like, there's like it's very rare where like a a brand will do a cool meme. Or, like, you know, unless I did it, unless I designed it and wrote it. Like, you know, shout out to me for that because I've I've done some nice corporate memes that are both funny and tasteful and appropriate. But uh, I think they usually fall flat on their face because they don't do them quick enough. They're not fast enough to stay on the cycles. You gotta be. You'll be quick. You'll be quick on the internet. So you think it's just like you, I guess what you're saying is like, if a brand is gonna get in the Thunderdome of memes, they gotta come correct. They gotta be like, you know, they gotta feel like it's authentic to the culture. You have to shoot from the hip. They gotta, they gotta really let it go, and yeah. and and not this like, you know, pre. I think that's what makes me. That's what uh, gives me the heebie-jeebies about the shoesy. Where I'm like, this was in a fucking deck, and it feels like there was in, you know, this was, um, this, I, it just feels premeditated. It's a premeditated meme. Yeah. It'll be interesting in like two weeks to see like somebody's gonna come out and be like, yo, they ripped this off my page. Like I had the idea for a shoesy. Like you know, this maybe I don't know. A koozie made out of sneaker material. It's like, you know, uh, it just. I don't know. It, it, you know what? It also, um, and again, we just need to stop talking about this, but like, it looks like a Photoshop mock-up. I think maybe that's also part of my problem here. Like, it genuinely looks like someone made. Like, again, Adam the Creator. It I think probably it, like, is. It looks like they were like Adam the Creator. Like, and, and to be honest, Adam the Creator kind of like runs a marketing company, and you know, so hey, let's get him on the pod. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd be super curious to hear him talk about sort of like brands and sort of what works for brands and like what feels authentic and feels like earnest and and, and, and honest and, and and sort of not sort of uh, trying too hard. Because I think that's also my thing. I get the sort of like trying too hard. Um, but like of, everything you see, everybody is trying way too hard. Like everything in our universe, even, yeah. even if it looks like people aren't trying hard, they're trying hard as fuck. No, I agree, but it's 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 brand partnerships, I guess, right? Like, okay. I think we've gone like brand partnerships have 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 gotten out of control, where it's like you know, like Gucci and like Balenciaga have to like you know team up, or like you know what you know what I mean? Like the brand partnership thing has like because it's one thing back in the day when it was like oh New Balance and like you know some 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 you know some other brand and Miller Lite do a collaboration. It's like Oh, that's weird and funky and sort of different and whatever. But like now, it's just like it's elevated and escalated to this thing that's so like it's it's so far gone from any two brands that really even feel like they have anything in common. That just like and they're doing it just because it's gonna be buzzy, and I think that makes me uncomfortable. And that just makes me sort of like I don't know. It just makes me want to like turn my uh, shake my finger at it and be like. No, Shoesy, go away. And I think now we have a fucking podcast where I get to fucking tell the people out there, don't be fucking, don't, don't be, don't fall into this trap of the Shoesy. I think there probably are people out there that like the Shoesy. There are probably people that are like, oh, this is so, so funny. The father of the, uh, the light beer and the, uh, the originators of the dad shoe. Listen, we can't talk down to those people. No, absolutely we can. There, no. If you are rocking a shoesy Listen, at your- are you really going to defend the Dunkin' Donuts paint? I think you're defending the Dunkin' Donuts paint because you, you're fanboying over the backdrop brand and and you're fanboying over the JKR work of Dunkin'. I mean, there's definitely some like, 
intersection there. But I just think that Dunkin' Donuts, like, I just think that's a win for both sides. I think that like makes both brands sort of like, it just, it just looks cool and it's just cool for the photos and I'm here for it, I guess, even though it's useless and pointless and they're probably made f- five canisters of paint. Like I, I, I think I'm, st- I'm not saying it's not useless. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not saying it's like good for, it's, it's not brilliant, uh, greatness. It's, 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 it is what it is. And I think it's, I think it's a, it's a good, you know, it's a good random project that probably got way more mileage than they could have ever imagined. And that to me is like, you know what it, it, I guess it, I guess it works. And I think that's, that's, that's fine. It's, it's the shoesy that's really rubbing me the wrong way. I, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the world doesn't need any more products. Everything, th- these are all like, mm-hmm. the, I'll, we'll focus in on the shoesy. The shoesy is a waste of materials. It's a yeah, waste of, it's a there waste you of, go, Kevin. It's a waste of resources. But like, you know, pretty much everything is. So yeah, so I mean, you know, we can get real dark and be just like everything. Listen, we need more. I go more. there. I go there literally every day because you know, that's, I know that's where I live. I live there. I know, but the world is true. The world does not need more stuff, and certainly does not need the shoesy in any stretch of the imagination. But. We could say that about everything. Alex, you know who the real suckers are here? I'm not falling into one of your fucking traps again. No, I mean, it's not a trap. Who are the suckers, Kevin? Us. We're the suckers because we're talking about it on a podcast for like 40 minutes. I mean, that's I mean, that's what the show is about. That's what the people want. They want to know about what's going on in design and branding and culture and life. And, you know, but we're playing into their game, Alex. We fell in the trap. We're talking about it. I mean, we're, but we, we have a show. We need content. We're promoting it. We're not promoting it. No, what we're are, not promoting it. We we're we're nothing without them. Well, oh man, now I feel sad. I started the show feeling so good. We were fucking the number one, number two podcast in Vietnam, and now I'm like, is my whole life a lie? What are we? What am I doing for? Am I am I a secret shill for the shoesy? Can you believe it didn't have a jacuzzi? As you call them, they call you when they need some trees for the blunt, to cheese for the front. I found a way to get peace of mind for years and left the hell alone. Turn a deaf ear to the cellular phone. Send me a letter or better, we can see each other in real life. Just so you can feel me like a steel knife. At least so you can see the white of their eyes. Bright with surprise once they finish spitting lies. Associates is your boys or girls, bitches, niggas, homies. Close, but really don't know me. Mom, dad, comrade, peeps, brothers, sisters, duns, dunnies. Some come around when they need some money. Others make us laugh like the Sunday funnies. Fan be around whether you pay the bummy. You can either ignore this advice or take it from me. Be too nice, some people take you for a dummy. So nowadays he ain't so friendly. Actually, they wouldn't even made a worthy enemy. Read the signs, no feeding the baboons. Seeing as how they got your back bleeding from the stab wounds. Y'all know the dance, they smile in your face, y'all know the glance. You try to put them on, they blow the chance. Never let your so called mans know your plan. A show of hands is a term some people use loosely. I'm real choosy on what I choose to let crew see. You telling me? Try to act broke. Jealousy, the number one killer among black folk. Fellas be under some type of spell like crack smoke. Ghetto Cinderella's leading right to your stack, low. Just another way a chick will lead to your end. I checked the dictionary for the meaning of friends and said, Person one likes to socialize with, sympathize, and help her. And that's about the size of it. Most of the time, these attributes is one sided. To most of the crime, they have to shoot you through your eyelid and they can't hide it. Going wild like a white bitch. Sometimes you need to cut niggas off like a light switch. When things get quiet, 
Catch him like a thief in the night. What a right. I first met Mr. Fantastic at an arms deal. Don't let it get drastic. Think of how your moms will feel. When they get for real, still get the sparking. Everything darkened. It ain't no talking. There's something so cheap and so it buys a lot of trouble. They better off focusing and trying to plot the bubble. Or else it'd be a sad note to end on. The guns we got is. Some come in the form of codependence. A lot of times only end up being co-defendants. Ten bucks say they tell for a lower sentence. They leave you up under the jail begging for repentance. It don't make no sense. What happened to the loyalty? Honor amongst crooks, trust amongst royalty. I'd rather go out in a blaze than give up the glory. A similar story for four lovers. We need to have some type of overstanding. Just so when I let her get the man thing, she know it's no strings. We could do the damn thing, but ho, it's no rings. Just how the tramp swings. Will she see him again? That depends on how good was the skins. And could she memorize the lessons? It ain't no need to pretend. Even though she let them stab it, she know they just quit. neighborhood I move into, you guys will get cracked. <laughs>